Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Trolley Watch, New Idea Foods' very fabulous podcast. I am joined by the always wonderful Barbara Northwood. Hello, Barb. Hi, Amy. Barb, of course, is our wonderful food director, whipping up lots of treats day in, day out, aren't you, Barb? I sure do. Love it, don't and you? And love it. Love it. Stacking yeah. that freezer. <laughs> I, of course, am Amy Sinclair, and this is your go-to podcast for all things supermarket, grocery, shopping, tips and tricks, Anything that you need to save you time and money in the kitchen. Got a lot coming up today, don't we, Barb? Yeah, lots. We're doing a, a butter chicken. <laughs> Barb, keep it together. This is a professional, professional show. We have lots coming up today. We've got butter chicken taste tests. We're going to talk about eating more healthy without even trying. And I've got a pretty exciting blind taste test coming up for you, Barb. You're going to love wait. this one. <laughs> I've got three words for you. Yeah. Hot Chook Challenge. Oh, lovely. Good luck with this one. That's all I can say. (laughs) Let's get straight into it. We're going to go into our favourite segment. It's how we start every podcast every week. Because it's the best in aisle. This week, we're taste testing butter chicken. Now, this, of course, is the pre-made butter chicken meals that you can get at all the major supermarkets. Pre-made foods have become a huge boom industry, haven't they, yeah, Barb? and growing and growing. There's, you go, it's almost as big an aisle as anything else now. Yeah, convenience food is very popular. Very, very popular. They're ready-made mm. food. You just pop it in the microwave. Sometimes you just don't even have to do that. It's just ready and you can That's cook true. it there and yeah. there. And butter chicken's a really big one. A lot of people buy them. They keep it in their fridge. It's a good pie filling even. Yes. It's, um, yes. It, the kids love it. It's an easy, easy win. But – we know, don't we, Barb, that sometimes someone can be a bit disappointing. You open them up, they don't have a lot of chicken. Yes. The sauce is a bit meh. Yes. Is yes. it too spicy for kids? It's hard to know just looking at it. So what we've done is we've looked at the pre-made butter chicken meals from Woolworths, Coles and Audi and we've rated and tasted them, haven't we, Barb? Yeah, it was a fun sure afternoon. Did. It was good. It was good fun. It was, it was yummy. And it was interesting. It really was. And I don't think that we would have, even looking at them, that you would have realised that there was that much difference no, between them. not at all. Them. Not at all. So let's start off with the Woolworths version. This is the buttered chicken curry. It's a 360-gram package, one-star rating. It's got a mild creamy sauce, $8.50, and it's made from 70% Aussie ingredients. What did you think of this one, Barb? For me, it was too tomatoey in flavour and a little bit spicy. It was chicken spicy. was tender. Yeah, it was nice chicken, but very tomatoey. I wouldn't know it was butter chicken. That's what I. Th- we both said yeah. that. If you'd yeah. given it to us with, you would chicken think it was just sort of a tomatoey based sort of curry sauce, generic sauce. Yes. curry. Yeah. It, it didn't have that sort of creamy butter chicken no, flavour, did all. it? No, not the at big all. Big pieces of chicken. That yes. was, you know, really big, generous pieces of chicken. That was a positive. But you certainly wouldn't eat it and think, oh, that's butter chicken and that no, was delicious. Exactly. It was yeah. a nice curry. Let's look at the Coles one. This one is RSPCA approved chicken. 
Butter chicken, it's a 350-gram packet using 40% Aussie ingredients. It's mildly spiced cream and tomato soup, and it's $5, and it comes with rice. What did you think about this one, Barb? For me, it was a bit too creamy. It was very mild, yeah. and the chicken was a little bit chewy. Sort of bits, sort of like yes. it fragmented, hasn't yes. it? It was, like chicken it was very breast. mild. Again, yeah. would you know that was butter chicken? Yeah. It didn't have that sort of creamy sort of... I suppose, yes, you would almost say it was... Um, it's as though they'd left the spices out altogether, though. Yeah. It was just sort of a creamy, pale, ready sauce with the chicken. So, yeah, I wasn't impressed with that one. Probably, you know, kids wouldn't mind it, but it wasn't super tasty. Was no, it? not no, at no, all. No. The last one we tried, of course, was Audi's World Kitchen Butter Chicken. This is a big packet. It's an 800-gram packet for $9. It's 70% Aussie ingredients. And Audi says it's cooked tandoori style in a mild, creamy tomato sauce. Barb, what did you think of this one? I really liked this one. Yeah. Um, I thought it looked good. It mm. was mildly spicy and the chicken was really tender. It was just, I could taste that in tandoori style yeah. in it as well. So it had real flavour for me. It was I a really, really liked it. It was a really traditional yes. yeah. butter chicken taste, yeah. wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and and again, the chicken was nice and um, very soft, wasn't it? Yeah, it was very delicious. tender. It was delicious. Smaller again, pieces. Very good value. Smaller yeah. pieces of chicken than, say, the, um, the, the Woolworths. But it was certainly very generous, and you get a big packet. Yes, in, in yeah. There. So it's probably not uh, much of a giveaway, bar, but let's do it anyway. Which one gets the golden trolley? Amy, I have to say Aldi. I just think that's the one I would be buying for flavour, um, the look of it, yeah, everything. And it's a big pack really too. Really popular. Yep. Serve it with some rice and you'd have a delicious meal. Bit of uh, poppadoms on the side, bar. Yeah, yum. Get in there. Yeah. Love it. Get it, India. Ah. Oh. segment we're going to talk about how to eat healthy foods without even trying losing weight especially with swimsuit season coming up i know you're uh getting into your bikini soon aren't you Barb? yeah i can imagine that amy not <laughs> well we know that she likes to cook in the nude don't we Barb? 100 years ago yes amy <laughs> i don't believe that i reckon you and ken wow <laughs> Barb, share with us. You've got some sneaky shortcuts on how to eat healthy food without trying, and I can't wait to hear this. Talk us through it. My sneaky shortcuts, I can't live without canned food. I actually have a lot of cans in my pantry, and if I I use one, I replace it with two or three. Like, I need to have them there. I love canned food, to be honest. Now, Barb, if if the world blew up, how long could you survive in your pantry and freezer? Probably two years. Two years, I reckon. (laughs) I think I could. My poor family, it lasts two hours. <laughs> so much in there, I have to get the ladder to keep, you know, stock rotation and put the, the old ones kidding? in the front. No, I have to. <laughs> this is amazing. So you have to get your ladder to just... Yes, to yes, yes. Wow. Because I would at any one time have, you know, five jars of, of the Indian sauces. I'd have four cans of different types of canned tomatoes. Um, I have canned tuna. I have salmon. I have salmon slices. I just Everything. love canned food. Yeah, I do. I actually do like it. And it's a good way to eat healthy, isn't Look, it? Look, it really is. The nutrients are locked into the airtight container, so they can't escape. Yep. It's actually not that bad for you. Also, they also have um, low sugar and low salt products if that's what you want. Mm-hmm. And you think of lentils, um, chickpeas, all that juice where a lot of recipes say drain it. It's actually nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with those juices. You can eat it. Yep. Bob um, freezes it. And manufacturers, of course, 
well, they'll add natural preservatives like sugar, salt, herbs and spices just to enhance the flavour, but that's about it. So also um, canned foods without added sugar, as I said, and salt are available. Also, the use of those juices is really good for you. So canned citrus and tomato juices are both good for sources of vitamin C. Oh, wow. Yep. Canned fruit provide vitamins and dietary fibre. Well, they're also good for recipes, canned fruit. They like really canned are. Apple, you could pineapple, easily, yes. Canned pineapple, peaches or whatever. Evaporated milk supplies as much calcium, protein, um, minerals and vitamins as fresh milk. Mm-hmm. So I do like evaporated milk. Some canned vegetables such as soybeans, baked beans, red kidney beans are a good source of protein, minerals and vitamins. And virtually have no fat at all if you think about and it's it. it's all just hiding away in your pantry, Again, isn't it? And like the canned fish, other seafoods and meats. Good source of protein, minerals, especially iron, add vitamins. And also, you know, they do keep for up to 12 months. And they're really good for a lot of people if you don't have a lot of money. Like a, yeah. can, a can of um, chickpeas or beans and add that to some soup, a can of soup, or, or one of those packet soups. It's actually it quite really good for you. It bolts it up. Yeah. yeah, so I actually, that is a sneaky shortcut for me. We use a lot of those in our recipes. We love cans. You do. I've noticed yep. that. You yep. throw a can of minestrone into we a lot do, of things, and don't tomatoes, you? We certainly do. Certainly. Yeah. Can't live sneaky, without can sneaky. How can you, Barb? Yeah, Let's not be true. silly. I love that, Barb. I'm going to go Amy. stockpile. Yep. Go for it. Get my ladder out. <laughs> Rotate your stock. <laughs> Couldn't love this, aunt. I'm just imagining one day we're going to get photos of Barb's pantry and freezer because <laughs> I'm literally just imagining Woolworths. In Barb's house. Oh, I wish it was. Oh, how much would I you wish love that? I Barb? did. I know. Do, I love do, it. Do you double face Barb so you present your labels to the front with? The yes, always. The double always. always. Look at Barb's yes, like looking at Dennis like she's got ten heads. Of course you do, Dennis. How else would you do it? Sorry, Barb would have a poor old heart. She'd have a heart attack if she came to my house. That's all I'm saying. I love it. <laughs> Barb, this is my favourite section because I love doing Barb's Blind Taste Test. This week I'm so excited because we are doing the Hot Chook Challenge. Who doesn't love a hot chook? Who doesn't love a supermarket hot chook? And I never, ever would have thought that there'd be a difference between the taste in them. No. Like, when you just don't really care, do you? I don't really. You know, I'll go to Coles, get one. I'll get to Woolies, get one. It, yes. I, I don't really – I don't sit there and think, oh, no, no, I've got to get one over the other. No, that's true. You that's just true. think yes. it's a it's a, it's a a hot chook. It's going to be yum. It's going to smell, smell amazing. That's true. That's all I care about. Yeah. But I did think to myself, is there a difference? If I give all three to Barb, can she pick for me which one's her favourite, which one she doesn't like? Or okay. Are they much of a muchness? Right. Okay. So yep. I've got, I've got a hot chook. Mm-hmm. They're all oh, the Coles ten dollar hot chook. I have the Woolies ten dollar hot chook, and I have the IGA hot chook, which is a bit cheaper, eight ninety nine. Value very good. So I'm going to start off, Barb. Here is chook number one. I have a bit of the breast for you. Thank you. And a bit of the leg. Oh, a bit of both. Oh, very good. Just need a bit of salt, Amy. <laughs> a bit of mayonnaise, uh, um, some. Uh, oh, she doesn't like chili. We just heard about that, Sorry, Dennis. She does not like chili. Maybe a bit of a, a bread roll. Is that number one? Very nice. Yes. Okay. Yep. Let me put that one down, Barb. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. This is number number two. Very moist. Mm, that one got the thumbs up. She liked that one. Again, I'm getting yeah, yeah, bit of leg, bit of breast. Mm. Oh, oh, that's mm. it's 
not a good um. <laughs> Let me tell you, people, I've been around bar enough to know a good um when I hear one. Very good. Oh, she's lying. Yeah. She's li- literally lying through her teeth right now. <laughs> and now the last one I'm handing over. She has no idea, guys, which is which. I have three hot chooks in front of me, but I have secretly put them onto plates or onto little napkins. Yeah. And mm. on the underside of the napkin, I've written what oh. each one is. You didn't know that, Barb, did you? No, I I'm didn't. very sneaky. They don't call me old sneaky Sinclair for nothing. Mm. Can very you ta- interesting. All right, so can you tell a difference, Barb? Well, I can tell. I taste the moistness in them. Yes. And I think number one for me was really moist. Yes, you liked that one a lot, I liked didn't you, Barb? One. I didn't even mind number two. If anything, number three to me was a bit dry. A bit dry. Yeah, on the dry right, side. Right, Barb. Well, but they were all pretty tasty. Yeah. But number one was your number pick. one was really good. Number and one. And probably the breast meat is a little bit nicer than, do I say, the leg meat? How did I go? Bob, I am very, very, very yes interested to tell you that the winner, number one, mm. was Woolworths. <laughs> so very the Woolworths good. hot chook, you were a definite fan of that. I saw Lovely. your reaction yes. when you ate it. You were very, very, very impressed. Delicious, yes. Number two, which you didn't mind also, yes. that's Coles. Yes. The one that you weren't so keen on, IGA. There you go. Isn't that interesting? So who knew? Woolworths who knew? gets the nod over Coles in the Hot Chook Challenge. There you go. I love this. Now, I don't know exactly what we're going to do with three Hot Chooks <laughs> so far, guys. <laughs> I guess I'm going to go get some bread rolls and um, power through. <laughs> yeah. This is making me really, really like, you know, I'm putting on serious weight from doing this podcast. You're so good doing it. <laughs> in a good way, Amy. <laughs> Oh, dear, guys. All right, I'm off to Zumba. What we're talking about now, guys, is shopping list essentials. Barb, we all go shopping. We go shopping every day, or I go shopping every day, feels like, all the time. But what are those essentials that you buy every time you're in the supermarket? Yes. You're in there. You, you've always got – I don't even know. want to know how many you've got <laughs> stockpiled back in the uh, the warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> the Barbara Northwood warehouse that we call a kitchen. Talk us through your top five products that you have to have r- come rain, hail or shine. One of my favourites is Bigfoot's Lime Cordial. It's the light yes. lime. It's a beautiful flavour, really good, very authentic, and I just love it with soda water. You've spoken to me about this before, I have, Barb. I would, You're a big I would fan, have two glasses a night, it, winter, summer. I love the stuff. So that's on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one I really like is Devondale, the light semi-skim long life milk. Mm. I actually like long life milk. We Number like one, it as well. I can freeze it. I know. I, ha- I have to say it that, has Amy. to be Because about if the I freezing. go to Sydney or if I'm out and about and I'm not home for two or three days, I freeze it. And I'll thaw it out when I get back. There's no point just sitting in the fridge. Barb, you are an inspiration. <laughs> I swear on my life, you are an inspiration. <laughs> I just... So I do, I do like that as a product, and it stacks well. So that's a good one. The other one, um, I'm stacks well. You can yep. freeze it. That's yep. literally a ten out of ten for Barb. <laughs> that's all she wants in life. And I've discovered the Woolworths mixed grain farmhouse half loaf. Oh, because if you don't eat the whole one, as I said, and you don't want to do the freezing thing, they have a little half loaf of white, uh, thick cut or thin. You and love it. Really good value, two dollars. Perfect, fresh bread every day, a half loaf. Because not great many people singles. can get through a full. Exactly. It's just it's just Ken and Barb at home with their magnums and their twisties. Oh, totally. 
And you know, you want a bit of toast. You want a bit of toast. Perfect. That's the freezer's already jam packed (laughs) with you know four hundred loaves. (laughs) You don't want to add more to it. It's a perfect solution. I get that, Mum. The other one I buy every single week, if not even more. So I might go two or three times at least a week. Uh, Rose peanuts in their shell. Ooh, five hundred grams, six dollars. But I feed them to the sulfur-crested cockatoos in the backyard. Oh, Bob, you're a beauty, aren't you? I'm going broke, but they love them. We had about 24 the other day, so I constantly buy peanuts for them. They just love them. My mum's like that. She's got the whole neighbourhood. She lives in South West Rocks in in New South Wales, and they've got the whole neighbourhood of of birds come. Yes. And she's the same way. She's got all their friends. Absolutely. Half her life just feeding them. (laughs) She's got this kookaburra that she's called Cooker. But it's cute even watching them eat them. They're right in front of you. Yes, I feel like we're in the cage sometimes looking out and they're (laughs) the free ones. And the last thing I always buy, of course, is cheese. Of course. As soon as I eat one one week, I've got to replace it. I can't not have it in the fridge. You love a bit of cheddars, cheddar. Yeah. Love a cheese. It's always there, isn't it? Always there. Can you freeze cheese? Um, no, not really. Well, the grated mm. cheese, say tasty cheese, is really mm-hmm. good and parmesan, but not mm-hmm. the soft ones. They mm. go strange. Um, but you can buy them in little sizes, like you can buy little portions. You don't have to buy the and big And really, one. whoever has leftover cheese? Who? Oh, exactly. It doesn't actually exist. It's like leftover no, chocolate. No, exactly. Leftover spring rolls. They just don't exist. No. And another good tip of mine is to always buy cheese, if you really love the soft cheeses, when they're about to expire. So when you see them on a sale, near the end of their time... That is the perfect ripeness for cheese because you get that lovely runny centre. Yeah. Perfect. Best cheeses. You, you, Jimmy's dream, women, dream, dream woman talking about that. <laughs> you know how I feel about it used by dates. I get very nervous. I know. Bob. Very no, nervous. The cheese, that's, that's, that's a really good one. Love it. Thank you, Barb. I'm off. Me. I'm off to buy some Bigfords <laughs> for one and some soft cheese, some off oh. soft cheese. I'm kidding. <laughs> Now, Bob, I've got some reader questions for you. We've, of course, got our very, very um, wonderful Facebook pages, New Idea Food and Foodiful on Facebook, and I'm always getting questions sent through. Ask Barb this, ask Barb that. I'm going to hit you up with a few questions. Lovely. First one is from Tim. Yes. Tim wants to know how much of the green spring onions can I use? That's a good one. It is good. Yeah. It is because I remember my mother using the ones and she only used a little white bowl bit and threw away all the green part because she said she didn't know how much to use. Yeah. Anyway. My grandma was like that with um, asparagus. She didn't know. Yeah. And that was one of the. point you yeah. chop it. Yeah. Anyway, once you trim them, so you take trim the little white bowl, mm-hmm. take the little hairy piece off um, and you trim the top, maybe about five centimetres, you can use all of it. So oh. I rinse them. If they've got any loose of the leaves, peel or damaged ones, peel those away. Um, and then you can just finely slice it or chop it um, and use basically all of it. What I do with the very end of the green onion is cut the little pointy bits off. You know, they, mm-hmm. they go down to a fine point yes, a lot yes, of them. Yeah. And I use them as chives. Oh, nice. Because they're perfect. They've got mild onion flavour. Yep. So when, if a recipe you need chives, buy spring onions. you get more value for them. They're cheaper. And once you want to use it, just wrap it in paper towel, place it in a sealed plastic bag in the fridge, keep for five days. So you've really got chives and green spring onions. I love this bar. Yeah, it's a good Amazing. one. Next question is from Kathy. Kathy says, I want to make a seafood curry, but I'm not sure which seafood to use. Can you help? It's a tough one, isn't it? There's lots of different seafood out there. There are lots. What do you yes. suggest, Bar? Really, you need to buy a firm fish such as ling. 
or perhaps salmon. Yes. Because you want the meat to hold together when it's stirred. And as yep. it's cooked, you don't want it breaking up in there. So, uh, as I said, a good firm fish fillet with a little bit of thickness as well. Because if they're too thin, they'll overcook quite That's quickly. That's exactly right, yeah. yeah. Um, or you could use um, tiger or king prawns or mussels or even mm-hmm. cuttlefish in it. But just make sure it's all thick, clean thoroughly before you use it. And you just have to make sure you don't overcook it. That's the big yeah, thing. Yeah, I think so. You know, yeah, right at the last cook, minute. Exactly. Yeah. Cook the sauce off first and then put it in. Yeah. Perfect. And last question's from Jody. Jody says, when I make biscuit bases for slices and cheesecakes, they always seem to crumble when I cut them. Any suggestions? I guess for biscuits and slices, the biscuits need to be really finely crushed. Yes. And what's finely crushed to one is not to the other. They've almost got to be like sand. Right. So put them in a food processor and it's better to break them up before you put them in. Yeah. Processor until it's really finely ground and then you add the butter. Now, what happens is if you didn't grind it enough, put your butter through it and you start pressing it into your springform pan or lamington pan or whatever, you can tell it's all not going to hold together because it really should squish together quite firmly. All you have to do then is just return it all to the food processor. Just take it back out again, scrape it it back out, give it another whiz with the butter in it, whiz it all up again and then start again. Um, if you haven't got a food processor, good old-fashioned rolling pin in a plastic bag, put oh. them in and really, really grind them. It's a bit slower, but take out your frustrations well. on it. Works, on it. it certainly does. So but basically, Jody, just whiz, whiz yeah. your um, blitz. It's almost your, like you, you want to describe it as sand, yes, rather than finely crushed. Because as I, I said, think I probably made like that mistake before. And you, when you cut it, you want to get that perfect exactly. slice. So yes. great advice, Barb. Well, Barb, you've done it again. Thanks, Amy. Who would have known that, you know, cooking up three and a half million cakes would have uh, taught you a thing or two? There you go. (laughs) Guys, that's all we have time for this week. Thank you for joining us for another fabulous episode. Barb, thank you. Pleasure. Always wonderful. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to us where you find all good podcasts. And um, come say hi to us at Facebook, New Idea Food and Food of Four. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. 